Me and Kyle have like similar problems. Like I can't remember <laughs> names, and he just mispronounces names. Like Johnny, yeah, that's Jimmy. Johnny. Old Jimmy G. <laughs> it blew my mind again, all over again. You're like, I have Steelers. Well, Wilson's another guy where if Seattle's stupid enough to let him go, I was raving on Russell Wilson in our last episode. Call it now. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> going to Denver. They still got a. Uh... <laughs> Why do I always? Dude, I'm the worst at name. You need to be a top ten quarterback. Absolutely not. I mean, look at my Bears in 2006. When, when he remembers the year. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 100. percent I remember that loss. Like it was yesterday. And this is where he's wrong. What you're wrong in and what I'm right in, by the way, everybody give me a hand for being right, um, is that... Welcome to Only Football with Kyle and Rick. This is... Such a hype intro, dude. You love it. I might, I might not have a shirt on next time we do that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Welcome to Only Football. We have, uh, as you can see, an intro video. We got a new logo. This is a new, improved version of Only Football. Um, but it's logo. still just Kyle and Rick, so no improvement on the content. Just no, looks no, better. <laughs> no improvement on the takes. No improvement on the analysis. None <laughs> the of names, the good stuff. Pronunciation. The names, we're still, I don't even know who, who Kendall is or Kyle, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we are uh, watching Monday Night Football right now. We are. I think we're going into five minutes left. Colts have the ball, and uh, they need a touchdown. They're down seven. It's been a pretty close game for the most part. Najee Harris is the, the big story. He had an abdominal injury, and yep. he hasn't returned since halftime, I believe. So this is what I kind of thought this game would be, though, kind of a close close game. I mean, I think the over-under was like one point. So, yeah. I mean, but what do you – John, that fumble on the, the goal line really kind of proved to be costly. Yeah, it's been a it's it's been a rough game for the Colts because they've looked like they're in it most of the time, but the Steelers and and Kenny Pickett have, have just come back into it. And a lot of credit to um, what Najee Harris did early in the game before he got out because of injury. I think it was an abdominal abdominal injury, yeah. um, but Kenny Pickett has looked good in the pocket. He's looked like calm, cool, calm, collected pretty much so far. And Matt Ryan, don't get me wrong, he's he's been pretty impressive as well. He got he got a touchdown off to uh, uh, Pittman here to get at uh, 17 points. Right now they are they're at the seven, so they're trying to go 93 yards to to tie this game up. Taking a shot. Oh, oh he held on to that. Pittman. What a wow. catch by Pittman! Beautiful. Keep getting me those points, Pittman. Oh, but there's um, a flag down. No, come on. Hopefully this isn't coming I, back. I, I was I gonna say. I hope it's not holding. I didn't really see where it points. got thrown in the backfield or, oh, or yep, yep, it's on the defense, so we're good. Let's go. Love it, love it. Um that's real what you quick, needed there. 
Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, if you're if you're watching us live on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, you know, let us know in the comments uh, what you're thinking of this game so far and what you thought of Week 12, so we can answer answer some questions, talk, you know, answer some comments, any questions you have, um, and yeah. Let's do you want to do you want to wait to the end of the game or do you want to kind of jump into like the turkey games of last week? Um, we can we can. Uh, what do you think? Do you want to I I say we we do the game until we kind of know where, what direction it's heading in. I, I agree. I, li- I like that. I like that. I mean, there's only three and some change left um, and it's probably over for a couple of you guys <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because we are a little bit behind here on the stream. So it is a little, it's probably just a, uh, we're probably just behind a little bit, but um, Matt Ryan, look at his stats. First half, five of 13, second half, 14 of 16 with a touchdown and 140 yards. Um, wow. Matt Ryan seems to have just like been revived av- after that Sam Ellinger, uh, after he was benched for Sam Ellinger and then Jeff Saturday came in. What, what are you, are you thinking Matt Ryan stays on the Colts? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I would, I, I don't know if I'd say revive because they played a pretty bad Raiders defense who everybody mm-hmm. scores 20 plus <laughs> points against. I mean, unless you're the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I was going to say, unless you're the Denver Broncos. Oh, that's <laughs> crazy. That was a softball. But <laughs> then, so they, then, then they played Philly, which they looked pretty good. That was a physical game. And I think that's what you're going to get out of Jeff Saturday. You're not going to mm-hmm. get um, Mike Shanahan, creative guru, Andy Reid type guy. You're just going to get an offensive lineman. You know, yep. we're going to be physical. We're gonna win. We're gonna we're gonna win at the line of scrimmage, and we're gonna pound the football. And that was a nice. tightrope. Uh, so nice. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's marching down the field. But then that first half today just looked like looked the, re- the reason he got benched. I mean, what yeah. do you say? Thirty six yards passing. Like yeah, and he that, was like three for fourteen or something like that. Yeah, this is a this is a three and seven football team. So you really it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to like excuse that but you like you said definitely better in the second half and putting together a really good drive right now as they cross the 50 yard line going into Steelers territory approaching the two minute warning uh Colts still have all three timeouts oh Mm -hmm. here goes one now we'll see who burned it was it the the Steelers uh no looks Jeff Saturday doesn't look like he called timeout no he looks confused (laughs) yeah he looks like, where am I right now? And then we got we got Eric in the comments. All I know, Jonathan Taylor won me my fantasy football. There you go. I, I got I got Pittman right now after Najee went down. Because I had Najee Harris, I had Fryermuth, and I had Pittman. Pittman got me a touchdown. Najee got me a touchdown. So luckily with those two combined, I am up six points. As oh, long you're as, good now. Well, as long as Fryermuth or, or Pittman – don't fumble the ball, get negative yardage. Uh, I think I'm good. So well, glad Jonathan to, Taylor's able to do that for you, Eric. Yeah, they would have to fumble it three times, right? I mm-hmm. think a fumble's only minus two. Okay, but just my luck. I know. It's like when the last you, two fumble, fumble, fumble. <laughs> yeah, you have such a hard time. You don't want yeah. to jinx it. You're like, oh, no, not no. until it's over. Remember, I'll, I'll, remember. I was going to say, remember the last time we live streamed, uh, was it Bill's Packers? And I was like, I need Stefan yeah. Diggs to get a touchdown. What? No, it didn't happen. And that's what lost me the, the game. So I don't know, Whatever. man. He still had like 18 points. But Josh Allen at that point, <laughs> like, come on. Oh, a deep shot. Ooh. Oh, 
Are they? I was gonna say, are they gonna call a defenseless receiver? It looked like he came up and got him pretty good with both arms mm-hmm. extended. Not that yeah, I'm for those know. kinds of penalties, but this is the mm-hmm. league that you know. This is what they're calling. That's true, and I feel like they've been a little softer on those penalties, the defenseless receiver, because I've seen a lot of hits, at least in Bears games, where they're not oh, no. they're they're either catching the ball and getting hit like immediately, um, or you know they're not catching the ball because they get hit, uh, you know, as they're getting the ball. I don't know, but got a pass to oh took him out real nice there that's on a good Pittman. Hit. That's another point for me. Love that point. Uh, yeah, seven now seven and a half. Love that. Fourth down, fourth down here in the fourth quarter. I think they're going to let it run down to two minutes. Yeah. And, man, now that we're we're hitting the two-minute warning, this would be Mm -hmm. a fun time to say. And I I tagged Sunday Night Football. So last night there was a 10-point game, and the Packers were right about on this spot that the Colts are at. Mm -hmm. And it was a two-minute warning, and they had three timeouts. So just like the Colts, right? But (laughs) – Colts are down seven. The Packers were down 10. And I said, why not kick the field goal? And then Mm -hmm. you can kick it off normal because it's all about field position. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. If you kick it off normal, let's say that, I mean, you made a good point. Well, they would have to get a stop, but it's like, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to get a stop. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're trying to win. If you're trying to win the game, you're just like statistically, what are my best odds? But either way, you're going to have to stop the Eagles at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unless you recover an onside. Yeah, and it, I I think, and it, that's that's a tough one, right? Because you were saying that you're like they should kick the field goal now, and like you said, kick off normally. Or tr- I guess in that situation, you you get the field goal right now. You're within a touchdown or whatever. Yeah, within a touchdown. Do you kick it off normal, or are you are you going offside? Are you going an onside <clears throat> kick there? No, that I that I said you got to kick it off normal. That went into my whole philosophy because if you kick off, if you kick the onside kick, I'll start with that. And they they recover it, which statistically they're probably going to, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, the numbers say that usually the receiving team will get the onside. Mm-hmm. Now you got to stop them three times, and let's say you do that, they're mm-hmm. going to punt it, and that's flipping the field. Now you got to go ninety plus yards, right? Mm-hmm. Because if they're punting it from the fifty yard line, we'll say that's probably where they're at, mm-hmm. um, or even the like forty five. That's still sixty yard field goal. They're probably punting the ball. And now you got to go 90 yards, whereas you kick the ball off normal mm-hmm. and you stop them three times. Now a minute 40 is probably on the clock and you get the ball. Your, your guy's probably receiving it somewhere around the 35 yard line. And maybe yeah. he returns it. That returner had been going off for the Packers. So maybe he busts one up to the 50 yard line. Now you That's got true. a minute and a half to go 50 yards. That's I just true. thought, it made more sense, but you don't see coaches ever do that. Like you never see like, Hey, it's a two possession game. Let's just get the field goal either way now because and the Packers, they ended up having to kick that field goal, but they did it with a minute left. And it's like, yeah. And I, I don't know, man, it's just, and and I, we'll, we'll get into that Sunday night football game, but I just was not trusting the, the Packers defense at all during that game because man, Eagles yeah. walked all over him as, as we got the two minute, uh, two minute warning here. We got Ryan moving up to the line fourth and three. Let's see if they get it. Oh my god, I'm sweating. I'm not sweating. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> uh, but our boy Chris, uh, one of one of our buddies, is probably sweating right now with Matt Ryan, a fourth and three. Go. Oh, got it. Got, got it. it. And that's, 
That's another point for me. Let's go. And that, I love and it. I love that's it. what he's that's what he was designed to do. He just goes off the ball and he tries to find that soft spot. Sealers in his own coverage. Mm-hmm. And that's a field play. If you're a receiver, that a lot of that is chemistry and between a quarterback and receiver. It was always going to Pittman. Um, oh yeah. That was oh, yeah. That's his number completely. one. That's his number one. You see if they take a shot here. Oh, 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 ball. oh, 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 Colts are covered. And, and Matt Ryan, he's Colts been known to have problems fumbling the ball, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's so weird to see a veteran have these issues. This is, I mean, he's not Luckily, new yeah. at football, right? Like, what's the deal this year? <laughs> oh, yeah, he, Matt Ryan's not old, at, uh, not new at football whatsoever. That man is veteran. And that man's a veteran amongst veterans. I think I call a timeout there, right when the sack happened. Now yeah. you, you, I mean, now you're under a minute. Oh, he's taking it. He's taking it. Ooh, he's getting to the 30. Oh, oh did he get it first? I think he no, got it first. No, because they're going to say he, he, because where he brought himself down, took himself down is where they're going to mark it. So it's going to be like third and two. But, but that technically wasn't a die, uh, a slide. Oh, oh, but I think they touched them. I think they touched them. No, if they didn't touch him, it's the I, – I was oh, – man. What are you doing there? Call the timeout. Come on, man. You got three of them. Let's use some of them. Why didn't you use one on that sack? Regroup with a minute and 20 seconds. Call That's a good second so down play. Dumb. That's and then you're going to run the ball? That, I, don't, that. I don't get that. At least run it outside. He was running it right up the middle. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why after that sack they didn't call that timeout, man. That, that seemed like a really good time to regroup. You have the receivers. I said on that snap, I was like, are they t- they might take a shot here because this is yeah. the sack. This is the sack. Look how far the receivers are down. Oh no, this is yeah. The, oh no, that was scramble. a run. Yeah, that was a rush for him. <clears throat> but if the receivers are 20, 30 yards downfield and he gets sacked, you got to mm-hmm. consider how much time it's going to take. I mean, for just to line back up, I mean, you're looking at yeah. probably 25, 30 seconds. Here we go. Fourth and three, 30 seconds left. We'll see if they Kyle, do does he make it thing. or not? Does he make it I or think, not? Yeah, I think they're going to make it, but they're going to bring a lot of pressure here. Here we go. Picks up the blitz nicely. Oh, and oh, oh. no, no, no flag. flag. Wow. And that's your ball game. That's ball game. Steelers 24. Colts that's a 17. heartbreaker. That is, and it's great for me because I picked the Steelers to win this, and you picked the Colts. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I have to say it. I I, I love you, brother, but uh, now I gotta say it. I gotta rub it in your face. The Steelers, man, they are. Uh, I mean, this this game was nobody knew what was gonna yeah, happen. Oh yeah, like, no, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Man, that gets us really close. Uh, you guys gotta stay tuned for our uh, our records here. Uh, not a fan of the 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 clock management down on no. that, on that drive at all at that point like with Jeff Saturday being a brand new head coach you kind of give him a little leeway but also he's he I think he needs a guy now kind of like Nathaniel Hackett with the Broncos I think he needs a guy to be able to like manage the game you know um, what but- why why I just don't understand like if you and I yeah. are watching the game mm-hmm. and and we have I mean I just I don't understand. Like, if you've been playing long, a Hall of Famer, it's like you you have to understand like every aspect of the game just from being around it. Like, I feel like 
I have a pretty good understanding of when to call timeouts and I never played in the NFL. And I just wonder like if they get overwhelmed in the, in the moment. I, I think that might be it. I, to be fair too, I say that he needs a guy to, to manage the game. He's not calling plays. He's not calling defensive plays or offensive plays. He's never coached other than a high school level. So I feel like he is a little bit more in tune than a regular head coach who has been an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator has been. But um, credit credit to the credit to the Steelers. I think what is that? They move on to four and seven here. They win twenty four to seventeen. The Colts move on to four seven and one. Uh, Kenny Pickett. They they're interviewing him right now. Uh, look, I mean, looks like he had a good game. Let's see what the yeah twenty for twenty eight, one hundred seventy four yards, six rushes for thirty two yards. Uh, he looked decent. He looked decent in this game. He managed the game. I think he had a Najee touchdown, and I forget. I, honestly, I don't think I don't think he had a passing touchdown at all. <laughs> Let me see. I'm actually checking the stats here. Uh, field goal, field goal, Najee Harris touchdown, field goal. We, uh, snow have, rushing touchdown. We have a, a an amazing fan in the comments that wants to. All right. Let, let, oh my god. <laughs> I may be late, but Jets, 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 yes, Jets, 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 Jets. And for those of you that don't know, <sighs> that is Rick's wife. Who? What does she? What does she get to do now because of the that Bears loss? Go ahead. <laughs> Um, I don't hate her. I love, I, lo- I love her. Um, <laughs> so because the jets beat the bears, which we'll get into in a little bit here, she gets to pick my fantasy lineup for next weekend. I forgot to mention it on big league Chicago. If you guys are tuning in from big league Chicago as well, I forgot to mention it, but she gets to pick my fantasy lineup for next week. And that means I got to have like a good bunch of good players on the roster. I don't know who she's going to pick. And you're Why? in must, you're in a must win scenario now, but Hey, she picked the jets as her team. Maybe she's got a knack for it. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like she's, I said, she's trolling me. Um, <laughs> I hate it, but it's also very hilarious and it's great content. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that was Monday night football brought to you by <laughs> let's go. She says, let's go. Uh, that was Monday Night Football. Hopefully you guys, uh, all Steelers fans, happy. Colts fans, like our boy Chris that we know, uh, not very happy. But that's kind of what you're getting with the Colts, I think, this season. There there hasn't really been much to kind of be happy about. Uh, as far as the Steelers, join the club. I, maybe, maybe wild card, but I don't know. The AFC no. is a very tough, no. tough conference, and I don't think uh, – yeah, you're right. Probably not a wild card. I'm not entertaining that. <laughs> I'm not entertaining <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, I'll so take Cleveland. You... I'll take Cleveland before I oh, pick the Steelers. Get, the... get out of here! Get out of here! You got You're a top insane. three running back in the NFL. You got uh, Masseuse coming back this week. <laughs> I mean, there the chances are that they're going to get better this week. With last time we saw <laughs> Deshaun Watson on the field, he looked pretty damn good. He looked like he the, did a top five quarterback in the NFL. What are we going to get? I don't know. We could talk about that on Wednesday, but Mm -hmm. let's, uh, yeah, let's kick it off now. We'll put that game behind us and we'll start off with our Thanksgiving games. Um, you had, all right, we'll cut that. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Game of the week. Yeah. I was just about to say you had the, Buffalo Bills and the Detroit Lions as your game of the week. And that did not disappoint. That was 
after all of the games, and I watched pretty much all of them, that mm-hmm. was definitely the game of the week. That was um, the most fun I've had watching football on Thanksgiving in probably a decade. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was 28-25 final score, and it got it got close. Because, I mean, the, the, the Lions, to their credit, outscored the Bills in the fourth quarter. Obviously, their defense held. Uh, they were able to get the win. You had uh, Josh Allen eating the turkey leg there at, at the end with Stephon Diggs. Um, what a game. What a game. And and I had said last episode that they did not travel. That was actually false. They did travel. They went back to Buffalo and then went back to Detroit, which is kind of weird, I thought, in my in my opinion. But regardless, it worked. The you know, Josh Allen looked, looked good. Um, if we were looking at the stats here, let me just pull them up real quick. Um, Josh Allen, 24 for 42, 253 yards, two touchdowns. He did have an interception, but he did have a rushing touchdown as well. And he went to Isaiah McKenzie and Stefan Diggs for those passing touchdowns. They look better. They looked clean. They look like other than that one interception by, by Josh Allen, which I think may have been a tip pass. If I'm not mistaken, I don't remember. Um, they look, which one? Uh, the interception by uh, that Josh Allen threw. I can't remember if it was a tip pass or not, or maybe it was in oh, traffic. I think something I think, like that. Yeah, yeah. Either way, they looked. The, he looked better in this game, um, regardless of the interception. And the Bills' defense held. The, you know, they held the the Lions to twenty five points. And the Lions, as of recently, you know, have been doing really well on the on the offense with Goff, with Jamal Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and they were at home. But like I said they were going to continue their losing ways on Thanksgiving. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I think Dan Campbell summed up how the entire country felt about the lions after the game. When he said in the post game interview, I'm proud of the team. I'm proud of the way they fought to the end. They're still getting better. We're getting better, but it still stings. And I mean, it just hit home. Nobody. I I feel like everybody kind of wanted the lines to win to, Mm -hmm. It's hard to see so, like a team put in so much effort and yeah. not get the win. Yeah. Um, but but Buffalo just has a lot more just raw talent. Mm-hmm. Um, a big story too, Von Miller uh, ends up having to leave yeah. late in the second quarter. Yeah. And they said it was uh, some, th- some type of MCL thing. It may require surgery, but he said he's going to try to play with a brace on and see how it feels Oof. if he's not able to go it would require seizing ending surgery um so he's just going to put the brace on and kind of see how it feels uh so my prayers for von miller obviously a beloved bronco and yeah. an amazing personality and an amazing leader that i really think buffalo will need to make a super bowl run so that was kind of the huge blow um for yep. buffalo but yeah, it was just such an amazing game, amazing atmosphere. Unfortunately, Detroit didn't get the win, but I feel that Dan Campbell's job security just keeps getting stronger and stronger. That's true, and and it really happened. His he he started getting a uh, uh, more more uh, uh, I guess trust from the owners. The owners said at the beginning when they were in the middle of that like losing streak and they were just looking bad. We have trust in Dan Campbell. I was not of the same sentiment at all. I was like, Dan Campbell's going to lose, lose his job at the end of this. But it was really at that moment, almost the following week or the week after that, that I said that they just started 
getting better, winning. They started beating the Bears. They started going, they started being very competitive. Their defense got a little bit better. Um, so yeah, his 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 job security is getting better. And and I, you know, now I'm I'm taking it back. I'm eating my words. I'm taking it back. Dan Campbell's gonna be the Lions head coach next season. And don't be surprised if the Lions and the Bears go into next season as favorites for the North. I'm just saying they might they might compete. Yeah, they might compete, especially with the the Vikings. The we'll we'll get to that game. Our next game is going to be the Cowboys and the Giants. That was another really good game uh, after a sluggish first half. Yes, the Cowboys kind of kicked it into high gear. And if you look at a lot of the Cowboys games, that's kind of been the theme: slow start. Obviously, exception to the Vikings game, and that's what I was mm-hmm. going to say. Um, but they kind of make those halftime adjustments, and they come out and play a lot better in the second half. They've really been a second-half team. Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy, post-game interview, said there's some stuff we got to clean up. He was referring to the penalties. Uh, Dallas is still a heavily penalized team, yeah. and it's easy to forget about that kind of stuff when you get a win, but you think back – to that Packers game in overtime where the Cowboys are driving and penalties force them to give the ball to green Bay and green Bay gets the win. So when you're, when you're playing other good football teams, Mm -hmm. playing fundamental football, uh, penalty free football, clean football, that stuff becomes really important. I am a little concerned. I want to see if uh, Dallas can clean that stuff up um, because it will matter in December or, or yeah. uh, in January, it'll start to matter that they're uh, I think the second most penalized team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Cowboys are still, they can beat you in so many different ways. Um, they can beat you with their defense. They can beat you in the running game. Uh, CD lamb should have been the player of the game. I don't, they gave it to Dak, but CD lamb went off. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing too. CD lamb. <laughs> I mean, a hundred yards, no touchdowns, and I think that's kind of the reason why. Oh, I um, think he caught one though. They didn't give it to him. I I don't know. He one-handed one. Yes, yes, it, you're right. Yeah, but, I saw the replay. I was like, I've never saw the replay and still didn't get it. I was like, wait, why? Yeah, wait, he did it. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> you're like, no, no, no. That that was a touchdown. There was there was another similar touchdown catch on Sunday that they called it a touchdown where it was like. Not only did he did he tap his toe, but the rest of his like almost like his shin was in too, and it touched the ground. And I think that technically counts. But yeah, they called it out, and 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 that sucked. But like you said earlier, the first half was like, oh no, are the are the Cowboys doing it again? Where they're about to lose to the you know the Giants of this team? You know how they lost to uh, oh my god, who did they lose to? That was like Philly. wow, that the sorry? Packers that they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles and Green Bay Packers. Oh, okay. I think what was their most recent loss where we were like, what is this? Uh, the Packers. Team? Was it the Packers? Okay. Yeah. We're, yeah. I was like, oh no. Cause this first half, I mean, the Giants went into it leading 13 to seven. And we're like, okay, what's going on? And then, you know, Dak, Dak put on a show afterwards. I mean, he had two touchdowns there, uh, both to uh, Schultz. Um, and then uh, we had Henderson for another touchdown uh, here, there in the fourth quarter. But it looked in that first half to be like, Oh no, what's going on with the Cowboys? And then they just like were like, hey, we're gonna shut out the Giants in the third quarter and then hold them to a garbage time touchdown to make it a come. Still had two interceptions. So yeah, I agree. Maybe, maybe um CeeDee Lamb should have been player of the game, but is what it is. They all ate turkey that day and they got they came out with a dub against the Giants. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, I still got the Cowboys in my top five, but we'll we'll hit that segment in a little bit. Um, yeah. Our next game was I thought the maybe the it was my I picked the Patriots. I don't know if you remember. I said good thing oh, yeah. the Vikings can afford to lose two in a row because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Give me the Patriots. Yeah. And I was super confident. And Mac Jones had more fantasy points than he's had all season going into the fourth quarter. I mean, Mm -hmm. they were dialing it up. Uh, It was a tight end day. I think Uh, there was like three touchdowns by tight ends. But that that one to uh, Henry that they Mm -hmm. called incomplete, Mm -hmm. man, that was highway robbery. I mean, they lost the game by six points. They would have won the game. Seven, Seven points. They lose by seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that would have tied twenty six. That would have tied the game right there. He he caught the ball, and then he's making a football move, and he extended it. And I guess they said the ball hit the ground, and they called it incomplete. Mm-hmm. But man, it it's not. It's not an incomplete pass. It was no. a terrible yeah. call. And Belichick after he he like freaked out on the ret- uh, reporter, which is always fun to see Belichick get mad. <laughs> It is. Um, it's great. <laughs> but my highlight of this game <clears throat> was Kirk Cousins uh, after the game. <laughs> yeah. Him. That was the best post-game interview I've seen in my entire life. It was so funny. I was literally dying. You have at, you have Thielen, and then you have Jefferson, Jefferson. and then you have Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So uh, they're asking, hey, you you were shirtless on your plane ride home wearing all the chains. Like, how do you top that? And he's like, I think I'm going to have to – wait, I wrote it down. I think I'm going to have to call my dentist back in Holland, Michigan uh, and and get a grill. I don't think he gets a lot of requests for grills, but I need to call him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Adam Thielen's over here going, the, the, the turkey's dry, and he spits it out on camera. And, and he's like, I need got- water. And then you got Justin Jefferson who can't take a bite out of the turkey leg, just smiling with diamonds in his mouth. I mean, it was yeah. just like he's got it. It was so pro. It was like crazy. It was like everywhere. Oh my god! It was it was like so much to so much content just right there. And I'm like, dude, Kirk yep. Cousins should get a grill. He actually has a really nice smile. So I was thinking he'd probably pull a grill off. And I don't compliment Con- other men's smile Con- that often, but he's got a confirmed. good one. Confirmed. Kyle has a crush on Kirk Cousins. Confirmed. Man crush. Man crush. <laughs> man crush. Love it. Just seems like such a like chill dude, man. He's like, yeah, hey, I'm he, gonna get a grill next. <laughs> he's so likable, and 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 I hate it that he's in the NFC North with the Vikings, but he's so likable. He's such a likable guy. Um, I, I've heard his interviews on a couple podcasts. The most recently was part of my take. Um, and he's just such a likable guy. Like it, it, the fact that he's putting on chains, ordering grills. <laughs> you know, just like kicking it with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, two really good receivers on his team. And he's got his team at what, uh, eight and eight or nine and something, nine and two, nine and two. Yeah. Like it's just, it all works and it all feels so good. And what I will say, I'm, I'm very surprised. I'm not surprised that the Vikings gave up this many points. I will say that I'm not surprised that the Vikings defense gave up this many points. That's kind of standard for them. What I'm surprised in, you said that, Earlier, Mac Jones, what he did in this game, he went 28 for 39, 382 yards, and two touchdowns. That's insane for Mac Jones. This is literally yeah. uh, one week removed from, like, no offense against the Jets. That They needed a punt return touchdown to win that game. This is, like, a zero offensive game from 
Mac Jones last week into 380 plus yards and two touchdowns against a team that's nine and two. So credit to them, but also credit to to Kirk Cousins. Like you said, it was a huge, uh, it was like, it was a tight end game for sure. But Cousins with three touchdowns, 300 yards, one interception, but meh, whatever. One to Jefferson, Thielen and Hawkinson. Like that's why he ate turkey at the end of the day, right? That's why he was talking about grills and stuff because of what he did in that game. Yeah, and Ramondre Stevenson had nine receptions in the game. So, I mean, he he continues to just be that guy that when yeah. the pocket collapses, yep, just toss it over to him. That's insane. Um, nine receptions for a running back. Leading receiver. Probably the, the best stat out of this game, but not the coolest stat of the week because that's next. Justin Jefferson <laughs> has passed Randy Moss and Odell Beckham Jr. for the most receiving yards through – three seasons in the NFL hall of famer. Randy Moss had 4,163 Odell Beckham had 4,122 and Justin Jefferson has 4,203 and counting. And we're in week 12. Oh my God. So a lot more football to be played, but obviously Justin Jefferson given a lot of credit. If you watch that interview with Turkey to Kirk cousins, they got a really (laughs) good relationship. I really think that was the Stefan Diggs thing. It was just, it worked out for everybody. Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen have such a good relationship and Justin Jefferson uh, and Kirk just seem to be hitting it off. But my craziest stat, I mean, not of the week, like ever, ever of saying any football stat in my entire life is in the Bucks game, the Bucks dropped an L to the Cleveland yeah. Browns on the road in overtime. A game that almost ended in a tie. The Bucks mm-hmm. offense pretty stagnant for a while. Yep. Just not. I mean, Tom Brady after the game said 17 points wasn't going to get it done. We always knew that. But here is the stat: Tom Brady has never in his career <laughs> lost a game up seven with less than a minute. A minute or less. Jesus Christ. He is 219 and 0. Was 219 and 0. <laughs> Could it, I feel like there needs to be a moment of silence for that stat to really set in. That's I insane. Mean, this is a guy that's been playing football since we were, you know, in elementary school mm-hmm. and has never lost a game down seven or up seven with a minute left. How has that not happened yet ever? (laughs) And, and it happened when he's what? 44 years old, 45, 45 years old. And you're like, this guy's got a 20 year career and it just happened on his 20th year. It's insane. But I mean, it's also Tom Brady. And, And you talked about the offense being stagnant. I don't know what, who, who's their head coach again? The, the, the Bucks head coach, Todd Bowles. I don't know what Todd Bowles is doing. I don't know if he realizes who he has at quarterback, but you got to play. You got to call better plays in overtime, especially you just have to score to win. You have to score a touchdown to win. And for some reason, he didn't let Tom Brady do that. Jacoby Brissett gave it to, what was it? In Joku. I think one of the, 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 the great, uh, Oh no, it wasn't. It was Chubb. It was Chubb when he carried, um, when he when he had the uh, the the run to score the to to end the game in overtime to get that touchdown, yeah. Like how like believe me, I have trouble on my fantasy squad, so I'm glad he got it. But how do you let a running back beat you in overtime? You, you got Tom Brady. How do you do that? So I don't know. It, it was it it sucked, but hey, the Browns 
you know, Jacoby Brissett looks solid uh, in his last game as a starter because who's coming up next is Deshaun Watson. So yeah. well, he looks he looks solid. He's he, he, I think he earned himself another contract, either whether it be in Cleveland or another team, but um, he'll probably go to the Colts again. Uh, so we'll yeah. see how that happens. And the Bucks had such a bad start to the season, but then they they won. I forgot they won a game, and then they beat Seattle. So they were on a two game win streak. Yeah. They beat Seattle in Germany. They hit the bye week, and everybody just kind of was like, "Okay, this is Tom Brady getting into yep. gear, going into November." Mm-hmm. And then they come out, and the offense sputtered. And Tom Brady completing twenty nine of forty three passes, two hundred forty six yards, two touchdowns, but they just got too conservative towards they, the end of the game. I mean, they, did. they didn't seem like there was any initiative and you just knew that if you let the Browns hang around long enough, that eventually they're going to, they're going to find a way to score. And that's what happened. So mm-hmm. not, not, not very, uh, I don't know, just not a very sexy game. And no. it just sucks that Tom Brady, <laughs> I just really want and I'm not like a Tom Brady, you know, nut sucker. Like people love Tom Brady. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but <laughs> just with the divorce and everything going on, I really mm-hmm. don't want him to like come back and not be successful. I'm really pulling for him to at least uh, punch a ticket Get to, to the, the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily his division's pretty weak. So he, <laughs> that's still on the table. But man, I really hope they get it going. Our next game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had the best game of his career. Yes. Uh, they played a Ravens team. Uh, the Jaguars were at home. And the Ravens coming off a 3-13 to win where they went into the fourth quarter 3-3. Mm-hmm. Uh, three to three. So it was just against the Panthers team. So they were able to score 10 points in the fourth and win by you know 10 points, 13-3. to three. But it left a lot of question marks going into the Jacksonville game because yep. we were like, well, a lot of people, especially Colin Coward and people that do like betting and stuff said, don't even come near this game because it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were totally right. Jacksonville, it looked like the the, the Ravens were going to win. They got off to a pretty decent sized lead. But like we've seen so many times, they collapse in the, the last nine minutes or so in the fourth quarter. And uh, the Jaguars had been 0-11 against mm-hmm. teams entering the four plus games over 500, which is like a winning team mark, right? Yep. Yep. So this is the first time in the past five seasons that the Jaguars have been able to beat a winning team, basically. And <laughs> that is, That's that is crazy. insane. Right. And yeah. uh, Trevor Lawrence, definitely. This is the biggest win of his career. He ended up putting together, I think it was two drives of 75 or more yards in the yep. final nine minutes um zay jones really got going in mm-hmm. that game uh marvin jones was a big factor mm-hmm. um there was a a critical fumble in the third quarter from trevor lawrence that led to a two-score lead on the ravens yep. and then he got the ball back and just kept fighting and scoring points and it was like wow this there there was there was a fight in the dog you know and yep. um i guess if you're a jaguars fan there there's something to be hopeful about moving forward and trevor lawrence looking like the guy that he was supposed to be when he was taken first overall. And, and I, I give credit to Trevor Lawrence and that offense for doing what they did. But at, at some point you look at what the Ravens did, they were leading for more than most of the fourth quarter, I would say. 
And the defense for the Ravens gave up two 75-yard scores to Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. We can talk about what Lamar Jackson did and didn't do in this game, but look at the defense and be like, how did you give up two 75-yard scores? 75 yards. That means they kicked the field goal, didn't return it out, and, and we're at the 25 and still scored. And they did that twice against this defense that was supposed to be improved with Roquan Smith, the addition of him. I, I, dude, I don't know. I really don't know if it's more on Lamar Jackson and the offense or if it's really on this defense letting the Jaguars come back like that because they had they were on a four-game win streak. Again, they had only beaten the 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 Panthers by 10. Sure, that, that is kind of more I would I would say the defense did its job and the offense should have probably stepped it up a little bit better. But in this game, the defense really, really just screwed the pooch on this one because not only was Travis Etienne out, yeah, Jermichael Hastings uh, do really well in his in his absence. And again, Trevor Lawrence did what he needed to do, and this is probably the best best game the Jaguars are going to win this season. But you got to look at the defense on the Ravens side because that was not not good for them. Yeah, and there was. 33 points scored alone just in the fourth quarter, which was a really, really busy fourth quarter, which was super entertaining yeah. in a game that had a 45-minute lightning delay. We were just talking yep. about lightning delays, like a couple <laughs> of episodes, remember? Yep, yep. And there you go. You had one there. And uh, I guess that's pretty cool, though, because Trevor Lawrence, a lot of people that normally don't tune into Jaguar games were probably watching the end of yeah. that game. It was the only mm-hmm. game on. So our next game um, was the second biggest blowout in Dolphins history at halftime. Wow. Um, they were up 30 to zero at halftime. Mm-hmm. And it was the second Jesus. largest, the only largest lead, large, larger lead at halftime in Dolphins history was a mm-hmm. 41 to zero lead in the first half in 2015 against who guess who was it the bears no it was also the texans <laughs> <laughs> i was like why is he asking me this in this in this way because it's got well, be yeah <laughs> no it's just funny that like the only yeah. other team is still the same team that they played so yeah we 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 predicted this and don't get that they took all the starters out of the game i mean the texans this is all garbage points. If the Dolphins did, wanted to beat them sixty to zero, they could have. Did I did I predict that that the that, that Tua would all, the the starters would be out in the third quarter? Or was that another game that I thought was going to be more of a blowout? I'll have I to remember. go back and listen. We I think yeah. there was talk about it. Yeah, because they got taken out in the third quarter, and Kyle Allen at quarterback, other than Davis Mills. Dude, the Texans generated three first downs in the first half, 32 total yards. And that, that was it. Like, like that was it. And he got sacked five times. The, the dolphins were, are just, uh, no, it's not even the dolphins. The Texans are not an NFL team. They are right now this season. They are, uh, an NFL team that is pretending to be an, they, they have the look, they have the stadium, they have the money. They are not anywhere near talent wise an nfl team it's sad to see they're gonna have the number one pick this 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 draft they look bad tua look like an mvp uh you, you got you still got tyreek jalen waddle gasecki all these guys just look so good compared to the houston texans the houston texans suck man yeah you know, and through and, and through the uh the texans it really looks like 
that Bill O'Brien had coached where they traded Deshaun Watson on, they put him on the block and then they mm-hmm. traded Hopkins. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the downfall of the franchise. Then you bring in Lovey yeah. Smith, who may be a good head coach, but not really trending in the way offensively. Uh, the good teams are normally kind of offensive minds. It's yeah. just the way the league's trending. But yep. um, I was going to say one more thing. Tua definitely did insert himself into the MVP conversation with that win. Um, yeah. And then there was one more thing. I don't remember what it was. I'll get back to it. It'll be random. I'll just bring it back. <laughs> but we'll go on to your game of the week. The Chicago Bears. Dude, I, I was so mad about this too. Because You're telling me. My brother, he was like, he sent me a text before the game started. Yeah. And he was like, hey man, because he knows that I do this podcast and I'm kind of up to date with all of the NFL. And yeah. he's like, hey, I'm going to take... Uh, the Jets, I'm going to take, and he asked me, what do you think about it? Cause he's going to bet money on it. And I said, well, I'm, I think the Jets will win, but if you want to be safe, I'll take the bears with the points because it was a nine point uh, or a 10 point underdog. So it's like the oh bears could keep it within 10 points yeah. or they could win. And I just felt safer. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, I was like Trevor Simeon and then Zach White you know, comes in and stuff no, like no, that. No, no, uh, Mike White. Or Mike White. And then all of a sudden, Mike White wakes up a Jets offense that <laughs> the, the the short way to say it is Zach Wilson isn't getting his job back anytime soon. No. Um, he, mm. he diced up the Bears. He had, he went 315 yards, 22 of 28 attempts. He was moving the ball to so many different players. I think there was 10 different receivers. Yeah, 10 different receivers yep. with with a catch. Uh, Elijah Moore got his first touchdown of the season. Garrett Wilson, five catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I mean, this looks like a way better team with Mike White. And I don't know if anyone was really predicting that, <laughs> but Mike White became like the first quarterback to have multiple games yep. with 300 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, like ever i think something like that in the last 30 years 30 seasons yeah 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 in the last 30 seasons i just that blows my mind man i and and in the limited starts in the limited time we've seen mike white he's done this and i'm not gonna lie when i first heard mike white again this year that he was gonna go for zach wilson i was like okay well i mean he can't keep it going can he he kept it going he he torched the Bears defense, the Bears, look, even with Zach Wilson against this depleted Bears team and no Justin Fields, I feel like would have had sim- a similar score. Maybe not, what, 30 or what was it, 31 to 10? Yeah. Maybe like 27 points. Maybe not that extra five for whatever points it was. Close enough with Zach Wilson. The I, I would have taken the Jets in this, but again, I didn't want to lose to my wife, uh, which by the way, I'll mention in a bit. Uh, oh no, we mentioned <laughs> that already. Um, but I I would have taken the Jets in this. If I'm betting money, I would have absolutely taken the Jets. You're absolutely going to destroy the Bears. Not only in one, the conditions were terrible. Um, and the Bears have won a game. They won their first game of the season in a typhoon pretty much. So there's really not an excuse. But the the turf at, 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 at the Jets field, 
caused like four or five injuries for the Bears. So that sucked. I told you the NFL PA is starting that petition to get rid of turf because of the injuries. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we lost Mooney to, for, uh, for the entire season. Eddie Jackson is, is hurt. We had two of our linemen go down. I, I don't know. Like we had another guy go down as well. We had like five injuries in this game. So, and that was like all near or by halftime, something like that, either in the, either towards halftime or like in the third quarter sometime. Bears looked bad. Trevor Simeon had one good drive, had a really good throw to Byron Pringle. Luckily, Byron Pringle came out with that touchdown because it could have been an interception, really, when you looked at it, right? Um, but Trevor Simeon had one good drive, and that's it, man. And then the rest of it was just like the defense was just letting um, – uh, what's his name? The running back kind of just walk all over them. Mike White was throwing the ball everywhere. The, the the secondary, which is usually the better part of the Bears defense, looked like crap. Um, it was just a bad, bad game by the Bears. And again, I kind of knew that was coming. Of course, I'm a Bears fan. I always think there's going to be a win. I always hope there's a win. I hope there's something that can give me a positive outlook on the game. I, at one point in the third quarter, walked out of my office. I had the Bears game on. I walked out of my office. I went downstairs and, like, made something to eat or something like that. And I was gone for, like, 15, 20 minutes. And I was just kind of like – I came back up, and all of a sudden they're up 31 to 10. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I guess we're just going to get blown out. And that's exactly what happened. Without Justin Fields, this Bears team is trash. And the only saving grace in this game was David Montgomery. Um, he looked good. Uh, Darrington Evans, uh, an undrafted rookie, f- shined in his very limited play um, for the Bears too. So there's another running back we can kind of count on. J- but Robert Salah, credit to him, credit to Mike White, credit to Garrett Wilson. They saw this game and they're like, we can win this game against this really bad Bears defense. And all he had to do was put Mike White in and take Zach Wilson out because he knew. He was like, hey, man, if you're going to talk like that in press conferences – you're not going to play the game of football under, under me. There's no, yeah. And the credit to them. Yeah. And the kind of ironic twist to the whole thing is that the quarterback uh, or the franchise quarterback of the team that he was supposed to be playing Mm -hmm. had a completely different approach where his defensive players had to stop him mid sentence when Justin Fields was like, Hey man, like this one's on me. And they were like, no man, it's on all of us. Like, that like you can tell fields is he is a leader and i didn't think it was possible for a player to become more valuable without playing but Mm -hmm. that's what fields did on sunday he became more valuable because the bears i mean i know what it's like to lose for a long time and then kind of get short-term memory when you start finding success but the bears definitely just came back down to earth and were like, man, that team without Justin Fields, they're not competitive. They're no. really not like that it's, team is Justin Fields. And that's more of a reason he shouldn't have been playing in that game. Yes. 100%. I think Trevor Simeon got sacked like five times or something like this offensive line is terrible. And now the, again, this was one of the reasons they didn't rule Justin Fields out until an hour and a half before the game. And maybe it was to kind of like, Hey, let's try to let's try to mess with the Jets head. And then it was like Trevor Simeon was like got hurt. His oblique got 
hurt during warmups. And then it was like, oh, now we're playing Nathan Peterman. But then he felt better. So Simeon went in. It was, it was weird. Just, it was a weird thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and like you said, you know, Justin Fields saying that it just proves that he's a leader. And but again, the this Bears team is Justin Fields. And this game against the Jets looked like the Bears offense has looked the past three seasons, four seasons under Nagy. And it, it was just like, wow, we are really, really garbage without Fields. So. Um, the off season is going to be exciting. So I can't wait for next year. <laughs> so I was right. I was right on that game and Rick was wrong. Another game I was right on and <laughs> Rick was wrong is the Cincinnati Bengals coming into Tennessee. Wow. I was going to skip your Broncos, huh? Yeah. Can we? I really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go over the Bengals and time. Let's go over the Bengals and time. <laughs> Dude, I love that. We'll save, we'll save the worst for last. I don't. <laughs> Love I it. literally, I'm like, I, I'm dead serious about skipping it, <laughs> but I know we have to talk about it, but not, not yet. Okay, uh, I'm okay. not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me. Um, so <laughs> the, the Tennessee Titans have been playing really well on the road against good teams. I think of the chiefs on Sunday night where they didn't have Ryan Tannehill and they still um, fought all the way to overtime. Um, mm-hmm. But the the Titans have a very sim uh simple I guess method to being beat and all they have to mm-hmm. do is contain Derrick Henry and mm-hmm. force Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball and yep. you know Derrick Henry averaged two point two yards a carry um, he did have that pass the screen pass that went for seventy five yards that got punched out but yeah. just running the football he was totally contained mm-hmm. and. I think uh, next gen stats or whatever, excuse me, uh, said that after facing a pressure rate, now this is the Bengals <laughs> offensive line. They faced a pressure rate of 32% in the divisional round against the Titans last season. Joe Burrow yep. was pressured only 18.4% of drop back Sunday. So, wow. I mean, the, the offensive line really held up and yep. it seems like they're getting better from what we saw week one and week two. Um, they're starting to, I guess, learn each other's language, whatever the case may be, they're playing better together. And the Bengals just went in there like, Hey, we have to stop Derrick Henry. That's their entire offense. And they did that. And it was still a close game. And Mm -hmm. I never, I I never doubted it. Mike Vrabel is a a great head coach and he's always going to play tough. I don't see the Titans really ever getting blown out Mm -hmm. short of them playing maybe a Bills team that's on fire, but it looked like the Bengals were the better team and they didn't have Jamar Chase. The The Bengals are just starting to put up a lot of points. I said it last week, they're averaging 34 points a game in their last like three weeks. And then mm-hmm. they go into Tennessee and score 20. So, I mean, you got to credit uh, the Titans defense. All the Titans had to do is score more than 20 points, um, but they couldn't. And it was the Bengals defense that deserves a game ball in the offensive line and Jamar mm-hmm. Chase is coming back next week and they're going to need him against the chiefs. Yeah. And, and you mentioned Jamar Chase. This is a game that the Bengals were without him and Mixon and your boy T Higgins really, really like Stepped showed up. out. Yeah, yeah. He really showed out. What did he, what did he have? Uh, uh, God, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, I'm looking at, Oh, 114 yards, seven catches under 14 yards and a touchdown in the fourth quarter. He looked, he looked amazing and, and credit to Joe Burrow too, for, for making him a part of this offense. 
making him shine really in this offense, right? So credit to him. Tennessee, I said la- I said last episode that when 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 teams play Tennessee, they just play weird. When Tennessee plays the Bengals, they're zero three. They look bad. They make small mistakes. You had one of the you had the kicker uh, miss a field goal wide right. Then you had a um, I think with like a minute something left in the fourth quarter, you had one of their special teams guys run into the the long snapper causing a penalty caught giving the, the Cincinnati Bengals a fresh set of downs and basically ending the game right there. So the, so Tennessee plays, plays really weird against the Bengals and that's why they lost. You, you forced ten, Tannehill to, to make these, these, uh, these throws. They threw like 36, almost 40 times because they shut down uh, Henry, like you mentioned. And that's how you win. You shut down Henry and you make Tannehill beat you in the air. This is kind of like, uh, like the giants, you know, we'll talk about them a little later, but you, you shut down Henry and you make Daniel Jones beat you and you win the game. That's how it goes. Oh no. Well, we talked about them for the Cowboys. Never mind. Um, yeah, but yeah. that's, that's effectively what you do against the, the, the Titans too. So their defense held burrow. And <clears throat> again, they thought without Mixon and without Jamar chase, it was going to be a bit more of an easier task. They just, you know, the, the, the mistakes from the, from the special teams really killed them. Yeah. And they're, they're, <coughs> Titans are going to be fine as far as making the playoffs. They're still yeah. going to win their division. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not going to be a first seed. Kansas City's probably going to go 16 and 2, to be honest. But we'll Thanks move on to a Washington Commanders game. Uh, they were honoring Sean Taylor's life at the game. There was no Mahomes TikToking on <laughs> his, uh, I guess, honor site like last year. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, weird. But yes, I'd still not over it. Uh, <laughs> but the win against the Falcons was Ron Rivera's hundredth win mm-hmm. as the Commanders' head coach. So good job, Ron. Um, okay. That, oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. There it is. There it is. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Brian, I froze there for a second. Oh yeah, I was like, okay, no one's gonna clap. Brian Robinson rushed for a hundred yards. Um, it was his first yeah. hundred yard rushing game of his career. He just came back from being shot a couple months ago, uh, which is kind of insane to think about. But he NFL, said, "All the commentators love mentioning that he got shot." They oh love yeah. <laughs> what what do what do they love more? Talking about the fact that he got shot or mentioning Tyreek Hill on a Chiefs game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. What do they love mentioning more? Brian Robinson getting shot or Tyreek being a cheat code? Oh, he's a cheat code. <laughs> or Patrick Mahomes playing backyard football. Yeah. It's like, Colin oh Co- or Colin uh what's it what's his name? Uh the uh, No, not Co- is it Colin? The slide in. No, no, no. Colin oh, Hall- um, Collins Collinsworth. Yeah, Collinsworth. Yeah, yeah. He's, he like, he's just playing his own game out there. He's a, he's a special guy. I've never seen anything like it. Like, shut it's up, like, dude. Stop like, saying the same thing over. <laughs> it's like we know that you like him. Um, but, yeah, dude, just uh, had his first 100-yard game, just came back from being shot. It is something worth mentioning. I can see why the yeah. commentators do it. But Washington defense – Struggled earlier in the season, but one player that's been consistent is Montez Sweat, who yes. made his way up to the number 11 on Washington's all-sack list. So oh my God. Montez Sweat. And 
Look, Atlanta was about to score to win the game. There was a wide open Cordell Patterson. He was kind of doing a, a, a an in route. And who was it that got their hand up? It was Kendall Fuller who ended yeah. up tipping the ball up so that the defense no. could get an interception. No, it was Darren Payne who tipped it. Kendall Fuller came up with the interception. Did he catch it? Okay. Yep. yep. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. But, I mean, Atlanta was right there about to win the game by one points, and it was the commander's defense that really made a play when it mattered. And I was torn. I was really torn on this game. It seemed mm-hmm. like they were kind of equal. But the commanders, what is this now, their fifth win out of six or something like that? Five out of with, six or something? With Heineke at, at under center, they're five and one. I'm not. I, I I think it's amazing what they're doing, but I'm not a believer. But as of right now, the entire NFC East is in the playoffs, which is like wow. insane. We've insane. never had that in the history of the NFL. We'll mm-hmm. see if it upholds. I still think that the Giants and Commanders are not as good as. I mean, winning games like that is just like. Eh. We'll see what happens when they play the Eagles and you know, the Vikings and, you know, those yeah. kinds of teams, but I don't want to take anything from it. They're winning football games. I'm just yeah. not like, I just don't believe that they're as good as five out of six games would suggest. That's what I'm trying to say, I guess. Yeah. And, and, and I lo- I like Heineke. I know you said you're not a believer, but five and one, it's just, it's kind of like the Jimmy G phenomena is that you're a winner until proven otherwise. And and right now, Heineke's a winner. Whether it was an ugly win or not, I mean, he went, I think he had one interception. He went 14 of 23 for 138 yards, two Boom. touchdowns and one interception. <laughs> yeah, that's like a that's like a Bears quarterback stat line right there. But either way, they won. And they won on the ground, too, with Brian Robinson, like you said, but also Antonio Gibson, Williams, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, you know, all of them that actually had some – part in the ground game brian robinson had 105 yards and then the total rushing yards were 176 so they they got it done on the ground and that's how you that's how you win against this terrible terrible defense as far as run defense for for the falcons and you mentioned the defense for for um the commanders montez sweat all those guys you know chase young actually wasn't in the game because he was still kind of hurt or something like that or sick. I think he was sick, uh, which by the way, everybody, I know there's a lot, there's like a sickness going around. Feel better. Drink your, drink your, uh, drink your day cool and your night cool. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, you got to credit the defense. Chase young is still wasn't back for this game, but he's going to be back and it's just going to get even better. Um, this is a very uh, like, I don't want to say questionable team, but right. Like you said, right now they're in the playoffs and a lot of it has to do with their defense and Taylor Heineke's some, somewhat ability to win, but also his ability to kind of get the crowd in it and just be, again, that emotional leader for the the, the whole Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. And Whoa. I I kind of had the the commanders and the giants in a similar light where I don't I don't trust either of them, but whatever, they're they're winning enough games to make the playoffs. So next week, that Commanders Giants mm-hmm. game, I'm actually really excited to see what happens. Yeah. Our next game is a Chargers Cardinals game where if you if you had to take a guess, everybody kind of knew they were going to go for the win because mm-hmm. that's kind of the 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 character 
that we come to expect of an aggressive head coach that goes for it on his own 30 when it's fourth and 12. Yeah. Um, but this time I kind of agree with it because the, the Chargers were having a lot of trouble um, being able to capitalize. And the way the game was going, it just kind of felt like if they were going to win the game, it mm-hmm. had to happen in that two-point conversion. Yep. And that's what they did. And they they won it. And if you've been following Hard Knocks with in season with the Cardinals, just another heartbreaker. And it's a, it's so sad. I, I why if, if yeah if you didn't uh if you didn't hear me say this last week, I said if you, when you watch Hard Knocks, you realize how hard it actually is to win in this league, and mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with players you know, believing or effort, they could be doing everything right and still lose. And that's what happens when you're the best in the world and you're playing other people that are the best in the world. And uh, just another heartbreaking loss for the Cardinals. This is a, you know, kind of a lost season officially for them. There, there was a lot of games that the Mm -hmm. Broncos, the Cardinals, the Packers, there was a lot of nails and coffins happening on mm-hmm. Sunday. And that was another one and the Chargers kind of really needed that win to go one game above 500 and they got it, but uh, it was uh not it was not an easy win to get. Did you no. see that that ending the two-point conversion? I did. And and this they were able to get that. Let let me just set the scene for you here. The the the, the Cardinals went three and out three times leading by a touchdown the the chargers defense by the way very good defense held them to three three and outs before they went on that game winning drive that they scored that two-point conversion on insane insane that kyler murray and that offense for the cardinals went three and out three times to to really seal that win to get them that win i don't know what it is but but credit to that defense for the, for the chargers because they really they when when they needed to like clamp that offense down they did it and they gave justin herbert enough time i think it was like a minute and a half left they went all the way and staley the most aggressive guy the guy who goes for it on fourth down even at his own like five if he wanted to goes for two gets the w and herbert and uh i, I forgot who he connected uh, with that uh, that touch that, or that two point conversion pass or, or if it was a run, it, dude, it's just finally, finally the Chargers get the win that they really needed, like you said, to get over that hump of five hundred. And you know we got we got our we got a buddy who's a who's a Chargers fan, so that one must have been really exciting for you, Race. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the two point conversion right now, yeah. and I haven't seen a uh, two two point conversion. And uh, last time I saw one like that, like for the win, was I think it was like <coughs> 2008 and the mm. Broncos were playing the Chargers. We still had Jay Cutler and <laughs> nice. they, they scored the uh, the touchdown and then immediately they like went with the, the two fingers. Mm. And I was like, no, man, it's nerve wracking. And you're it like, is. no, I can't believe we're doing that. And then Jay Cutler snaps the ball and the pressure comes and he rolls out. And then he throws the ball and mm-hmm. he gets hit, but his he he lost the ball before his arm went forward. It was a mm-hmm. fumble, but Ed Hockley blew the whistle. So they were like, because 
I blew the whistle. The play like is a dead, and the Broncos got another shot at it. It was that wasn't the two point conversion. That was the touchdown, but it was the mm-hmm. most controversial thing yeah. ever. They like had to yeah. go. The refs apologized. They're like the call was wrong, but we blew the whistle, so you wow. you can't advance it. And they ended up winning the game somehow. So Chargers kind of able to the world comes around and they were able to do it to someone else. But yeah, good for the Chargers yeah. to get that win. We'll see. I think they're done playing the Chiefs now, which. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, it makes your schedule a lot easier. <laughs> oh, I bet. I when bet. you can, when you're in the AFC West, you're like, okay, I got to play the Chiefs twice. They knock that out, and they're above 500. That's the dub. So, oh yeah, 100%. good, good for the Chargers. I'm, I'm thinking that they'll probably take that wild card spot. Our next game is an AFC West team that is not probably going to take that spot. But this was my upset of the week. I had the Raiders going into Seattle and getting a win. I said it was going to be raining. I I looked at the forecast and I said it was going to come down between Josh Jacobs and Kenneth Walker and Josh Jacobs just went off and he proved monster. Yeah. And, and, and this is his last year. They didn't use his fifth year option. So this is like, he's going to be a free agent after this year. So this is a, a year where he kind of has to do that if he wants to get a big contract. Yeah. And the Raiders didn't, you know, use that option. They wanted to see what he was. And boy, is he good or what? I mean, <laughs> he's insane. He is really good. And Seattle's defense is sus. And I've been saying that for a while since that Detroit game. And I don't believe yeah. in the Seahawks. And I I I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um I think that. The, the the talks about Gino going into a long-term contract after the season is just kind of like feels like a Jared Goff settle. It's like, okay, you just don't care about having a really good franchise quarterback. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what it feels like when teams are like, oh, we'll take Jared Goff for five years. And it's like, yeah, it, don't you want to get like one of the good ones, you know, at some <laughs> mm-hmm. point? But they, you know, some people are just happy with what they got. They're like, no, we can, we can work with this. And I just thought it would be a matter of time. I don't think the Seattle Seahawks are going to finish with a winning season. The 49ers are definitely starting. No, I don't. And the 49ers are starting to pull away from the, from the NFC West. And I I think they're your, your favorite um, to, to get in. And then NFC West, I mean, the NFC is not like the AFC where there's a lot of openings, but with the NFC East, who knows if Seattle will even get in? But did you? Uh, what did you make of the game? Uh, and I'm going to ask. Sometimes I ask you this. I'm going to ask you on this game. Who did this game say more about, the Raiders or the Seahawks? That's a good question, and I don't. So I'm not entirely sure how to answer. And I, I, I think it's because the Raiders as of recently have been a little bit better, just a little bit better, right? Like they, I don't know what is, I don't know what happened to Josh McDaniels, um, but he looks competent as a coach now, all of a sudden in the last three weeks, maybe he was playing the Broncos, like no offense, but I mean, like maybe it was something like that. Maybe there was a spark where it was like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> is it, was it like, was, did he like realize at one point where he's like, oh man, here I go again. Right. He look, Josh Jacobs, absolute 
monster. 86-yard touchdown for an overtime win. Insane that that happened against a defense who is not giving up more than 23 points in the last few weeks and like more than 300-something yards, I think it was. Um, so I know you don't like the, the Seattle defense and you think they're a little sus, but I, I, I don't think they're that's us. I think they're more like the Minnesota defense where it's like, okay, you expect 23, 27 points, but you also expect their offense to be a little bit better as well than that. Um, well, they gave us 41 points to the lions or something, 48 points. To yeah. The lions. Yeah. But I mean, recently the defense has been in that 23 range. Um, I think the Raiders with the emotional leader that Derek Carr is, and Josh McDaniels somehow being like, oh, let me let me actually put my head coaching hat on, or sorry, my vi- my head coaching visor on, um, and realize what I need to do. I think that coupled with how good Josh Jacobson has been uh, over this year, it's like okay, I think it says more about them than it does this, the the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks won't make the playoffs. It was a nice run, but like you said, this, the 49ers are are pulling away. And the talent on the 49ers is just absurd. Um, you can, you're kind of getting by as, as, as the Seahawks. The 12th man wasn't really a factor in this game, I don't think, um, because they went into overtime. And, I mean, again, the, the Raiders did what they needed. Uh, they just looked better. They looked like the better team. So I think this does say more about the Raiders than it does the, the Seahawks. Do you have their uh, overall record in front of you? Let's see. They're the, six the and Raiders? five. Yeah, the Seahawks uh, no. are six and five. Raiders are four and seven. Yeah, well, they they play the Rams and the Panthers, so they could be eight and five. But then they got the Niners and the Chiefs and the Jets, and they could. Okay. There's a path to the playoffs. They I, they they have to beat they have to beat the Rams twice, mm. and then the the Panthers, and just doing that will will they would finish over five hundred. I mean, it's possible but the, the nfc east the way it is i mean i could see the commanders maybe getting edged out by the seahawks i can see that i think mm. i can see that scenario or even you think the, the commanders Lions? could finish do you think the commanders could finish nine and eight because that's what the seahawks are looking like they're gonna do possibly i don't know what their schedule looks like but possibly interesting well Let's get to a team that there's no questions about, the Kansas City first seed Chiefs. Andy yep. Reid became the winningest coach in Chiefs kingdom. That's what they call it over there. Um, oh. that, that is also he, he uh, became the winningest coach at home in Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, the, it gets to a point where the stats just start. There's like a new record all the time and. It, it, it's usually Patrick Mahomes, but right now it's Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was one more. Oh, yeah, their 10th consecutive winning season. Yeah, um, that's insane. Which, which, I mean, that goes all the way back to Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pre-Tyreek Hill. That's pre-Travis uh, Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, that's pre-Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. So, I mean, at some point you do got to, like, give the coach the respect that's due. Mm-hmm. He, he is a, a good head coach. and. Um, there was really no doubt really about this game. Um, the Chiefs were able to move the ball super efficiently every time I watched the whole game. Um, the Chiefs were just going down the field, and really it was the red zone for the Rams that gave an opportunity for the Rams to stay in the game. 
when it went into halftime, it was like, if you're a Rams fan, you got to be pretty mm-hmm. happy that you're only down what it yeah. was. I think it was like nine points at the, at the break, maybe 10. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, you got to be pretty happy about that. And that they forced Bucker to kick four times um, in the red zone. And that's insane. That, that that's one of the best red zone. It, no, that's the best red zone offense in the NFL. So, I mean, they did their job, but you had uh, a rookie may or not, I don't know if he's a rookie, but he was making his first start ever at quarterback. Bryce Perkins. Yeah. Bryce Perkins. And he didn't look bad. The, he looked like the Rams got a really bad offensive line. So his mobility looked like a really good thing. He was able to like get around and run. And McVay was doing a lot of um, design quarterback draws and stuff like that on like yeah. second and 13. Yeah. Um, just try to make a third down more manageable. But um, that experience kind of it, it kind of uh, became a factor when they needed him to go on a winning drive towards yep. the end of the game. And he threw two picks like on the last two drives and it gave the the um, the Chiefs six more points just on mm-hmm. those two picks. And that was kind of what gave him the big lead. It was just it was a 10 point game. Here, here's the turn. It was a 10 point game and the chiefs, uh, end up throwing an interception in the end zone on third down. Yep. So the chiefs are about to go up seven, uh, 17. And all of a sudden the Rams have the ball only down 10 with the whole fourth quarter, pretty much in front of them. Mm-hmm. And there, there was a path, but then Bryce Perkins, not the guy that was going to be able to capitalize on those mistakes. But yeah, I mean, if you're making a defensive plan on how to beat the chiefs, the Rams did it. They just couldn't follow that plan up with, with any an offense. offense. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. And when the Rams, when you got your Super Bowl winning quarterback in concussion protocol, you have your, your Super Bowl MVP out for the year. You have Allen Robinson, who is their next best offensive target. I would say, who has to have a season ending surgery and your leading rusher was a guy that you cut or waved and is now a Jaguar. What's like, what is there to look forward to in this Ram season? There is nothing. Well, I mean, Sean, it down the sidelines at some point. It's been bad. Yeah. It's been bad. Did you see Sean McVay almost get his jaw broken? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it it was on that part. I think. Um, it, it's just, it's, there's the Rams are not, a t- the Rams are looking like a slightly better Houston Texans team. That's what they're looking like with, with the way they've been playing Bryce Perkins. Sure. You know why? I mean, you got to throw them in there. What else is there to do? Right? Like you, you got nobody else. Um, Wolford wasn't showing you anything. So why not throw Perkins in there? Right? See what you got in these guys in these quarterbacks that you have, you know, sitting in on, on the bench. That's, that's really all you got to say. And then, Mahomes and the Chiefs dominating as usual. Obviously, they didn't dominate in the red zone like they usually do, but they still won the game, what, 30 or 26 yeah. to 10? Oh, yeah, oh, no. they won by 16. Yeah, they only won by 16. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, the over was 15 for that game. So the Chiefs wow. covering wow. by one point. Um, wow. Our next team is a team that Seattle Seahawks also gave up almost 50 points to the Saints. Um, <clears throat> playing a 49ers team that's just a little bit better than the Seahawks, giving oh, yeah. up zero points. I mean, zero. The Saints had an opportunity uh, late in the mm-hmm. game to score a touchdown, and 
who stepped up to the plate. I mean, guess who? If you had to pick one guy for the uh, the the defense or the uh, offense? No, for the defense of 49ers. Bo Sa. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that guy's a freak. Uh, he yeah, is, they need man. He's, he's a force so of nature. Good. I know. They like, yeah, I know. That sounds super weird. I'm not going to say that's, that. That's going to be so that's... fit. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Kyle also has a crush on Nick Bosa. <laughs> he's got nice veins. <laughs> <laughs> he's so vascular. <laughs> Oh, you're blushing. No, I'm not. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, the Saints, I mean, as bad as they were playing and it wasn't pretty, Alvin Kamara had two fumbles. Mm -hmm. Um, Good thing I benched him. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, (laughs) They had a chance to to at least make it a ball game. They score a touchdown and now it's a six point game in 49ers offense that hadn't been moving that good. And there was some question about the availability of uh their their playmaker the the fast mm-hmm. Debo Samuel um <laughs> and <laughs> they ended up rolling with him and yeah. and then he had a play where he was like kind of holding that hamstring he was like nursing it as he limped off the field and we were like uh oh and the yeah. the tra- the child just was cran- uh chanting like Debo and it was like pretty cool actually to see the fans love a guy that much but nice. he ended up coming back into the game um, where I thought they might keep him off because mm-hmm. they they it was the Saints and uh, they they bring him back into the game and he looked fine so yeah you know maybe just I don't know he he had a handoff or like a design play where he ran like thirty yards and he looked it was like okay that Debo's fine so that's good news for the 49ers but Saints just not able to get anything going credit the 49ers defense. Um, anytime you shut out an NFL football team, this is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. It's hard to do. Um, like I said, the Seahawks, they almost, they gave up 49 points to that Saints team, you know, and that's, that's insane. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that's, that's, insane. What, that's why I have so many questions about their defense. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they, they always like give up a lot to teams where you're like, really the Saints? Well, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's the Saints this, this year, right? Cause you got you're you're going but you're going between Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston and then Jameis Winston goes down injury. Alvin Kamara is not nowhere near himself this year. Uh, I mean, you saw it in this game, fumbling twice. Um, Andy Dalton getting sacked on a fourth and goal instead of just going for the points there at that point, right? Because it was a low scoring game. Um, but again, like you said, credit to this San Francisco defense that is so good. Bosa is 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 just amazing, and the offense was was like you know you, you look at the rushing game and who they have you know n- n- yes involving Debo but Christian McCaffrey Elijah Mitchell they got shut down by the Saints defense they got shut down the running game got shut down and the only touchdown of the game was Jimmy Garoppolo to Jennings I believe on a tipped like a, ball yeah like like they got they kind of got lucky they super lucky yeah. You know they luck themselves. This was coming off of Mexico, a, a Mexico City game last week, where they scored a ton of points. And I, what Jimmy had four four touchdowns, three touchdowns, something like that. Like he looked good. Yeah. Um, well, I, I I actually thought this would be a low scoring game because Garoppolo threw for four touchdowns, and you just know I knew I was like, well, he's not going to do that twice in a row. He, he yeah does it. no no he can't he can't no absolutely yeah. not. 
So, so I mean, low scoring game, but 49ers, even with only scoring 13 points, still mm-hmm. dominated that game. Um, yeah. And the Bosa brothers are like the new new age uh, Watts. You know, like we grew up with. The yes. Yes. Watts and now Bosa's are kind of uh, the one in the one in uh, Los Angeles. He's really good, too. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll see if he can get healthy and come back to, to the Chargers because they what's, really need him. What's his name? Nick, Nick, Nick Bosa's in San Fran. Who's the, yeah, Nick Bosa and who's the Chargers um, Bosa? Um, if you're in the comments, let us know if you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah, forget. We, I we forget. don't do names. We don't. Yeah, do we don't names. do names here at Only Football. We only talk about the football. The actual just football the ball. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, it's uh, it's Joey Bosa. Joey, there we go. Yeah. Oh, um, Nicky and Joey. Hey, Nicky and Joey. Yeah. Oh man, and I sent you that clip of Nick Bosa. You did, and, you did. and it, man, he's such a—he sounds like Jeffrey Dahmer. Such a goofball got, too. Yeah, yeah. The, the defense was like pumping up the crowd, and he's like, "We need to get after the quarterback." And blah blah blah. And Two then, more assignments. Don't let the ball go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nick Bosa just said something like very like just he go, white. He, I don't know how to yeah, explain he goes, it. He, was, he turns around to the guy next to him. He goes, "Couldn't agree more." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I couldn't agree more." Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> as calm as, as ever. As calm as ever. It was. Funny. I'm gonna post it on my uh, my Twitter so everyone can see it. Yeah. Um, our next game was if the if the Detroit game didn't happen, definitely a game of the week. The Packers Eagles mm-hmm. game did not disappoint. Nope. Aaron Rodgers had to go out. Um, something with his appendix, I think, too. So think or it was no, a rib rib injury. I think it was just something with like his ineffectiveness in the game and how much he sucked. Something like that. Well, he was pretty effective when he was in the game. <laughs> um, but the Packers defense really found ways to keep the they had uh they forced some turnovers and every time the Eagles I mean, look, after seeing how Jalen Hurts felt like um the team on Madden that you make a deal with that you can't play with because all they have to do is snap <laughs> the ball and roll out and there's and roll out. Yeah. And that that was literally uh, the Eagles. And if you're playing against this team, your defensive line has to contain the edges. You yep. cannot try to shoot up gaps because if he gets around, he'll mm-hmm. take those 10 yards. He had over a hundred yards rushing in the first half, man. I mean, he, you can't, you can't attack him that way. You really have to play the edges and force him to run, you know, into the pocket, not outside, yeah. contain that yeah. guy. And the Packers didn't do that. Um, if they planned on it, they totally failed. Um, but I think this is the highest scoring game the Packers had this season. Don't quote me on that. Cause I don't, I, be- I would believe it just off the bat. I would believe that. Yeah. So, I mean, green Bay unable to keep Aaron Rodgers. but then here comes some drama when Jordan love comes into the game and yep. looks super sharp, um, yep. leads him on a touchdown drive right away. Mm-hmm. And honestly, he did so well that you can't say like, well, what if Rodgers would have stayed in the game? Because it didn't look any different. He was throwing dimes. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked comfortable. And Rodgers, uh, he has a dislocated thumb or something like that. Yeah, uh, that that was just uh, revealed to us just recently. And mm-hmm. because of that, he hasn't been practicing on Wednesdays. So Jordan Love has been getting a lot of first team reps with mm-hmm. the offense and it showed he looked super comfortable and uh the the team they're playing was the Eagles they were 9 and 1 
fast or rewind back to when Aaron Rodgers came in to the game when Brett Favre got hurt. The Packers are playing a nine and one Eagles team. I hate this on <laughs> Sunday night football. And Rodgers came in and became the starter the next year. So if history repeats itself, which this, it won't, <laughs> this was an oddly uh, familiar thing to see. Um, oh, you're, you're hoping that Jordan loves not the next generation. I 100% hope so. I yeah. 100% <laughs> hope that. <laughs> I feel like statistically the chances of that happening have to be really good because there's something in the air in yes. Lambo where receivers just get cheese or quarterbacks get the cheese. But that'd be really <laughs> cool if Rodgers retired and Justin Fields turns out to be like Jalen Hurts this year and the Bears are the new dominating team. You would probably would, like that. I would love that. Um, but you were right about Aaron Rodgers in this game. The lights were bright. He is Aaron Rodgers. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won multiple MVPs. He has had multiple winning seasons. He went out fighting. Even like he, you know, he doesn't want to go out in that game. Did he look like he was roughed up? Absolutely. And he showed it, but he looked like he was battling in that game. And he was up until he got taken out. And, you know, it, it's for his own, it's for his own health. Jordan Love looked good. I got to hate myself for saying that. And I hate that he looked good. Um, Let me write it down. November <laughs> Don't 28th. You dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> but Jalen Hurts was so much better. Like you said, over, I think he had 152 yards total or 157 yards in this game. Rushing over 150, almost 200 yards, I think, uh, passing. But Miles Sanders, man. Oh, my God. 21 carries, 143 yards, two touchdowns. You had Gainwell and Boston Scott still looking good too. Like they had 363 yards rushing NFL season high. Um, and that was, that was given up by the, by green Bay. That was an NFL season high given up by green Bay. The, the Eagles looked unmatched their defense though. I will say against a pretty not like, like you said, this is probably the highest scoring, the most scoring that the green Bay Packers have done all year against this Eagles defense, that's not great. So, you know, they've tried to bolster that defense with signings like, uh, or like in Dominican Sue, they traded for Robert Quinn. They've, uh, they've got a couple other guys that they signed, you know, to try to get pressure. It's, it's not helping. And Dominican Sue, I think maybe had a sack on Rogers or one or two sacks, something like that, but it's not helping that defense right now. And they really need to get it together because, Although that Jalen Hurts and that offense is, is is a very high scoring, high powered offense, defense and playoffs, they need to they need to really really get a lot, uh, just just get solid on the defense. If you can let up twenty points or less, you with that offense and Jalen Hurts, you, you're looking good. You're looking good. But thirty three points to almost like an anemic Green Bay defense or offense. Not not a good look, but they ended up winning the game forty to thirty three, and they are ten and one. So yeah, they know. lost the they their safety, um, who they acquired in the off season had led the NFL in interceptions, and he mm -hmm. went out with an injury. Um, yeah. So that's that's a really tough loss, especially with you mentioning that the the Eagles defense yeah. needs to step it up. Uh, yeah, step I do it up you, regardless of injury. I do have you quoted right here. Jordan Love looked good. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let you forget it ever. 
God. And if like next year, like week 12, the Packers are winning because of Jordan Love, I'm going to be like, <laughs> don't ever show me that quote ever again. <laughs> I will. Well, yeah, I we already will. talked about the uh, the Colts Steelers game pretty much. Yep. Um, if you want to, if you want to touch, touch it up or whatever, I'm going to pee really quick. I'm right next to the bathroom, but we're, we're not robots. We have to pee sometimes. <laughs> we're human beings. Let's, let's, uh, you want me to touch on the Colts and then the, the Steelers? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, kind of what we went over, right? The Colts, uh, the Colts ended up losing 24 to 17 of the Steelers. And I think it's because he doesn't want to get to. The, the the worst game <laughs> there is um we're saving the worst for last i guess in this in this instance but yeah colts and steelers we just kind of gave you guys the last few minutes of that game uh the steelers ended up winning 24 to 17 the the rushing touchdowns by naji harris and god i forget the other uh uh sneed snitz God, what was his name? Let me let me just look it up real quick uh, for the Steelers. It was Najee Harris got the first one. Snell got the second one to make it 24-17. Matt Ryan and the Colts didn't have enough there towards the end. Uh, they, I think he ended up getting sacked. Or he ended up uh, getting an incompletion, whatever it was, on, on fourth and three. So Steelers end up winning this game. Uh, that was actually one I got right, and uh, Kyle got wrong. So you know, just uh, for, the, for the record, no big deal. Notice but, have you, you haven't heard that today yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to the records here soon. Uh, I think you'll be pleasantly, no, sorry, unpleasantly surprised. Whatever. <laughs> but into <laughs> let's well, get into uh, the last game ever <laughs> of this week. Uh, do you want to start? I, I don't know how you want to go about this. Do you want to start? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> go I, off I'll, queen, go off. Yeah. Um, I'm going to change the podcast to lonely football instead of only <laughs> football because it is lonely being a Broncos fan. Now there's been people on Twitter that have had <laughs> historical, like they've been, uh, not just fans, but maybe uh, the coach of the Nuggets in the 2000s. Yeah. Like, just people that have roots in Colorado are like, I can't remember a more disappointing year in Broncos history than the yeah. one we're having right now. And I thought they'll stick with Nathaniel Hackett unless they have an embarrassing loss to a team like what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they. There, there's it was so much bad it, it's not even I mean you could tell that the team is starting to I don't want to say fall apart but you had you, you had a, the best defense in the NFL and you just knew that eventually with the offense playing the way they were that it was going to take its toll on the defense yeah and that's pretty much what you saw um Sunday was such a bad football game and I have never in my life turned off a Broncos game because I can't, I just suffer. And I just, that bad, huh? and it was so bad. I mean, they had their five minute, they, they went into their five minute, which was really a two minute offense being down like 17 points. And yep. it took them all the way to like two minutes where it was left in the clock for them to score. And they had like three different chances where like there was a fourth down and they didn't get it. And then there's a roughing the passer and it went back to like fourth down. I mean, it was so bad that you're like, man, how difficult could it be for one team to get one touchdown? And 
The answer is very, very, very hard. I mean, <laughs> Russell Wilson, I, I, I tweeted it last night when I was really pondering. Um, I'll share it with you guys really quick. But really, the the the, the sad truth is no, the Broncos are a really, really bad team right now. Mm-hmm. And there's not much to be hopeful for because we don't even have our first pick, which is right now a number three overall pick. Um, because we had to use it to get Russell Wilson. So it's just, it's really bad. Seattle has it. Seattle has it. Yeah. Oh no. So no, we have the 49ers from the Bradley Chubb trade, but the Niners are probably going to do really well. It might be like a 30th pick. Um, the Niners or the Dolphins? The Niners because the Dolphins had it from the Niners. Oh, okay. 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 Gotcha. Um, but my, I was like, maybe at the end of season, possible trade locations for Russell Wilson. Um, and really think about right. it, like maybe this, the some owner out there can just chalk this up to bad coaching. But the Panthers, the Texans, the 49ers, the Jets, Detroit, the Saints, the Falcons, the Bucks if Brady retires, the Raiders, the <laughs> wow. Patriots, and the Colts. And I thought I went through every team. Those are the possible trade destinations I could see happening. I could see somebody out there being like, I've seen quarterbacks fall off a cliff. It doesn't happen that fast from playing that good. And um, I just, we have, so we owe him so much money that the, the, (laughs) the realistic chances of us being able to get rid of him are slim to none. He is our quarterback for the future. And I, I, the reason I, that, <laughs> I want to, I want to take the way you just said that with the way you said that in the preseason and just put them side by side <laughs> <laughs> and just the progression of how you go. He's the quarterback of our future. We signed him. It's all, <laughs> he's the quarterback of the future. <laughs> it's just going to feel so bad, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm laughing at your pain. I really am because I've gone through this and it sucks to get laughed at. But dude, that <laughs> no, right fine. there, that right there was just like, "Oh my god, this was not Kyle a few yeah, months ago." I, I you know what? And I feel like I people that are like, you know, making fun of Broncos, it I don't even get mad at it cuz I'm like, "We deserve it. We're the laughing stock of the NFL right now." And there. the reason is because if, if you're just quietly bad, people will leave you alone. But if you're Russell Wilson and you're quietly bad, no one's going to leave you alone. And this is, <laughs> this is what I can't stand more than anything. Eternally grateful. This is what Russell Wilson posts five minutes before, before the game starts. Oh, my God. He does this for every game. Oh, and he, everything. And then so, he like tags Prada and stuff. And it's like, dude, what are you, what are no doing? one gives a shit what you're wearing. And nobody I, cares that you're internally grateful. I was like, you know who also is a Christian? The guy in the background, Dalton Reisner. You know what he doesn't do? He doesn't use it to make tone deaf posts yeah. to a fan base that wants you out. We don't yeah. want. And it's like, it's like, it's like, it's insane. It literally feels like we're being trolled. <laughs> You're getting, you guys are getting punked, man. Are we getting trolled though by Russ? Does he really think that this is what we want to see? Like, let's be honest about that. And, and I want to ask you, 
that 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 scuffle on the sideline. I don't know who it was with with a defensive guy on your yeah. team. Yeah, that was with um, Mike Purcell. Yes. What do you make of that exchange? Because he Purcell, I think he either got a flag or or something, and he was just giving it to Russ. And Russ, I got to give him credit, but didn't back down. He kind of looked him in the eye and was just like, "Hey, man, blah 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 blah." Do you know what happened or like what like what's your reaction on that? Like what do you make of that? I I like it because I was like, look, the, it's it's only a matter of time before the the top just it's too much. It boils over. And honestly, Mike Purcell has had a really like uh uphill battle to becoming a star in the NFL from being cut like seven different times. I mean, he's yeah. like he's he he's been playing for the he's more of a bronco you know you have you you bring in players from other places but then you have those players that are broncos like hey this guy sorry my fire alarm's going up no i was like what um, was that um <laughs> uh, but then you have those guys that are like legitimately uh a bear right like you're like yeah. this person's a bear mike purcell is at this point a bronco and in comes russ wilson and a whole team has been told that we're just a quarterback away and we have the 32nd ranked offense, the 32nd uh, red zone, 32nd in like yeah. points per game. We're 32nd in yards per game. Like we aren't as we are worse than Davis Mills. We're worse than like Baker Mayfield. Like we're not. That's what makes this so bad in the yeah. defense. Of course, at some point it was going to boil over. And they said after there's no bad blood. Um, but I'm totally okay with it. I'm totally I'm totally okay with people caring because yeah. unfortunately this is what the opposite of caring looks like. I, and I really just want some people to give a fuck at this point. It's like, look, somebody needs to, you know, go talk to him or tell him, Hey man, like we don't care about what suit you wear, what brand it is. Like we just want to win football games. And it's like, who do you hire to take these videos? And what, <laughs> what does the team think? about your like social media team, you know, yeah. when you, when, when you're, when you play the, when you're the worst quarterback in the NFL, what, what did the, you know what I mean? Like, what you, does the locker room think of that? You just know Russ walks around with like a, 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 a what is it? What's the word? Entourage of people like that. A social media yeah. team, a celebrity. Uh, an assistant. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, man. Again, we've talked about it. Like who is this guy? Why is he acting the way he does? Because yeah. it's, it's like you said, are we just, it's almost, it almost feels like we're in Russ's world and we're just living in it. You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, it's my world. But you know, it's insane how much of a, how, how like he's, he looks and sounds and, and his, his, has been pretty vocal about how grateful he is about certain things about Sierra, you know, his Christianity, his religion. Good for him. I'm glad he found that. But dude, like, there's an ego behind all that. There's that tone deafness that you were talking about where it's just like, you're not grateful. This isn't yeah, being religious. This isn't being this dude. You're, you just got an ego, like double totally. the size of what your height is because this, what is he like? Five, 10, five, 11, something like that. Yeah. He's a short guy to be a quarterback, but his ego is like a six, five freaking Tom Brady. And it's just like, dude, you've won one Super Bowl. You you know that's more than I can say for the Bears quarterbacks, but still, and 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 you're this is the offense you're bringing, and you're still fighting with your old coach who's got a better record than you with a. Le 
less talented so i don't know man i you guys are definitely getting trolled or something it just feels i i feel for you because this is like the bears have had terrible quarterbacks but never to this level i yeah. think well it's just the expectations were so high that yeah. it makes the it makes rock bottom feel so bad i mean to get mm-hmm. blown up and and i totally agree with everything you said and you could even have a whole nother conversation about misrepresenting, you know, what he believes, but I'm not going to get into that, but I will yeah. say that your ego can only be big and you can only be an asshole if you're good. Otherwise yeah. you're just an asshole. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? It's true. Like you're Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers to the media and the mainstream media um, comes off as kind of like uh, an asshole sometimes, but he's so good that, Everyone just kind of is Backs like, okay, up. yeah, Matt LaFleur is like, whatever. He's awesome. I love him because yeah. he's good. And yep. the minute that you start playing like Russ, but you still have all those old habits with the big ego, all of a mm-hmm. sudden it's a major problem. And yep. I don't know what they're going to do, man. I uh, I know we spent a little bit of time on that, but it does feel like rock bottom. And it's worth it spending a little extra time because rock bottom only happens once a season. <laughs> and it happened here on week 12. And and I also want to give credit to Carolina. They played a really good game. Darnold. Uh, I said last week's episode, I was like, Darnold, the, the, the uh, Darnold starting isn't going to do anything. It was the complete opposite because of him. DJ Moore looked really good. The running game still looked really good. And the defense, I think Brian Burns, I think is his name. Burns. One of the, one of the guys for the defense looked, looks really good on Carolina. The Carolina defense is good. The offense just needs to step it up. Who knows what's going to happen, but we hope you guys enjoyed that week 12 recap and Kyle's little rant there on Russ Wilson. Um, So we hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, If you guys are watching us live, hit us up in the comments. Let us know what you think of Russ of week 12, anything that went on in week 12. um, You guys are listening to and watching only football brought to you by star six media and what we're going to do for you, we're starting Mondays. We're, we're, we're kind of starting this, this over Russell. Well, who's that? Oh, Kyle. Oh, Kyle said Russell Wilson's <laughs> a troll. Yeah, no. Oh, oh wait, that's you. Um, <laughs> Fuck but, you, Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to start doing is uh, we're actually going to start doing our top five on Monday episodes. So, Kyle, let's get ready for. Hold on. I'm going to play. Hold on. I swear to God, I'm going to play. Hold on. Uh, it's not just me. Oh uh, yeah, it's not just you ready and top five, no debating. Top five, top five, top five. Top five. God, top so five. Hyped. Top five. Brought to you by Star Six Media here on Only Football. All right, Kyle. Mine changed slightly. And I don't think you're gonna like it. No, you but... said you said it didn't change. You can't go back. No, 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 no. I said it didn't change, then I said it did change slightly. So uh. <laughs> Let's you're like, oh God, I hate you. Um, you let's go. <laughs> what a dick move. Um, let's start off with our number five pick. Uh, I went first last time. Kyle, you go first. Who's your number five right now? My number five right now is the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. Okay. My number five is still the Dolphins. At number five, I've still got the Dolphins number five. You got the Vikings back in your top five. What what kind of what what changed? Um, I needed to see them bounce back, and 
I just know how far a duo like Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, I know how far a duo can take you. Mm -hmm. And Justin Jefferson's just on another level right now. And Mm -hmm. as long as he's on the team and he's healthy, there's no reason to, you know, there's no reason to not believe in that team. And basically, I know Cincinnati, but if the Bengals played the Vikings in Minnesota, I would take the Vikings. Oh, wow. That's, that's, I would not have picked that. Um, I got the Dolphins. I mean, they, they did their job against, against the Texans. I don't think I'm putting the Vikings in. I, I think the Vikings are close five, but they're at number six, I think, for me right now. But I got the Dolphins still at five. They did, again, they did their job against the Texans. Let's move on to number four. And I think you're going to hate me for this. But I've got the Bills at number four. I've got the Bills at number four this week. They they had a close game against the Lions. 28-20, still a win. Josh Allen had an interception. The defense gave up 25 points to the Lions. Like, Von Miller, yes, he was out. He was out, right? Like, you know, as a Bills fan, do you want him to put on that brace and come back? Or do you want him to have that surgery? Do you want him to rest? It's kind of a toss-up. But I kind of I, I put the Bills at four below last week's number four for me. But who do you have at number four this week? I have the Eagles at number four. Wow. Yep. I think, uh, I think there's some serious concerns on mm-hmm. defense. Like we talked about. Okay. But, that's fair. But Jalen hurts is the MVP and he is, uh, he's got a team 10 and one. So. Good point. Good point. All right. Let's move on to number three. Who do you have at number three? I have the Cowboys. I think they're playing more complimentary football on every side of the ball. Um, I like their return guy since uh, since the preseason when you return two kickoffs in one game. Mm-hmm. Uh, tur- tur- turban, turban. That sounds right. Um, <laughs> and I like I like that defense. I like Micah Parsons. I like mm-hmm. their ability to make second half adjustments. I think CD Lamb's emerging as a top five, potentially top seven, definitely a top 10 receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then uh, like you saw, even when uh, Tony Pollard doesn't go off, the the um, the Cowboys have ways to win and they can just kind of pull, okay, Zeke's having an off game, we'll do Pollard. Pollard's having a bad game, we'll go with Lamb and mm-hmm. Schultz, you know. Uh, yeah. It just seems like they're becoming a very complete football team almost more than any other team is complete. And I'm going to go with the Cowboys there. And I have to agree with you. I got them at number three as well. They they took over the Bills at number three for me from last week. And you mentioned Dalton Schultz in that he had two touchdowns in, in this game. They're, like you said, becoming a more complete team. Adding a tight end that you can that is a red zone threat, it just adds to what CeeDee Lamb can do. It adds to what Tony Pollard can do. Now you have a, a tight end who is a big guy, who is a big, big uh, target in the in the red zone. If you're a defense going up against the Cowboys, you're like, who do I defend in the end zone? Because they can all score. And even if they can score, Dak Prescott could still run it in for a touchdown. So like you said, the, 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 the Cowboys are becoming a very complete team before our eyes. They're just moving up in the rankings for me. As long as they keep winning, I, they should be a solid two or three for the, for the rest of the season for me. But I'll move on to number two, and I've got Eagles at number two. They, yes, they struggled. Their defense struggled against the Packers. And then, you know, saying it now, should I have them lower? Maybe, but 
Jalen Hurts is just like you said, he's the truth on that team, man. He's the reason they are 10 and 1, like you said. He's the reason they're getting into the playoffs. He's the reason they're going to be NFC East champions, not only this year, several years to come. So that's why I have a number two, even with a very sus uh uh um matchup against that Packers offense, which again probably scored the most points this season they ever have. Uh, who do you have at number two for your top five? I have the Miami Dolphins. No way. <laughs> no way. I do. And I think wow. this is a potential uh this is a Super Bowl team. Wow. Um that blew me out of the water. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. That <laughs> that was just like wow. Well, I mean <clears throat> Tyreek Hill and Waddle and and uh Tua and they they can just it's they have you said don't use the word cheat code, but I think he completed like 70% of his passes on seam routes, which literally just mean that two receivers are going to run straight <laughs> as fast as they can. Yep. Um, so there's nothing unique about it. Um, they just, they, they have a formula and when you play a bad team and you are up 30 points at halftime and it's a shutout, the defense was really good last year with uh, Brian Flores's defense from uh, being a defensive coordinator with Bill Belichick. He came over and he got that team right on defense. It was mm-hmm. offensively where they had the struggles. Yep. And you see a lot of the same players and they bring in Bradley Chubb. It just feels like they have kind of entered a win now mode. Tua has gone into an MVP conversation yep. and Miami, uh, they might be, I would say, let me think really quick. The hottest team in the NFL. Hot. And hey, we're doing this week to week, right? I mean, we talked about that. This is, and right now Miami is, I think, plus 150 on the road next week. And who who's Miami playing next week? We'll we'll get to that. But that is my game of the week. And Miami has a chance to make a statement uh, on on Sunday next week. And I think they'll do it. And then you'll probably see Miami crawl up into your top three, I think. Okay. I like it. They made the biggest jump for you at number. They went from five to two. So biggest jump for you. Number one, I think we both got Chiefs at number one. Yeah, we both have Chiefs. Yep, 100%. It's the Chiefs. Uh, there's, w- again, what else is there to say? For two weeks in a row, um, at least for me, and well, actually for both of us, yeah, well, three weeks in a row for me, actually, I've got the Chiefs number one. The Bills for you from three weeks ago have taken the biggest spill. Uh, they are not in the top five for you. The Chiefs are just... They're number just, six. Okay, they're number six. Got it. The Chiefs are just consistently amazing and whether or not they struggle they have a kicker who can get it through the uprights consistently on a consistent basis no matter what so chiefs are number one i don't know do you have anything else to add for uh the chiefs um i'll just say i took the chiefs obviously patrick mahomes just always you must feel so confident if that's your quarterback that no matter what happens uh the chiefs are gonna just find a way to put points on the board But a big reason that I actually put the Chiefs at number one again is because Mm -hmm. the Chiefs' defense really showed out. They had three sacks, two interceptions, 
six tackles for a loss, eight passes defended. The defense was flying around, and I can't think of a scenario any scarier than if the Chiefs get a, a good defense going into the postseason with Pacheco running the ball now, or I probably yeah. butchered his name, but now they got a running back that kind of – it's almost like a receiver playing running back. I don't know if you've watched him play, but I he's not been. a big guy, but he runs with a full head of steam. He, mm-hmm. he, he, uh, he plays a lot bigger than he is. And, you know, it's just the running game. It's just like, wow, really? Like, how much more icing can we put on this cake? <laughs> I was going to say, like, literally the, the bag of cherries on top. Uh, he plays a little like Tariq Cohen did for the Bears. He's a very small guy, but, man, he packed a punch. He yeah. packed a punch. So um, that's our top five, top five, top five. Let us know if you agree with us or not. Obviously, you see our Twitter handles at the top. And then we're going to get to everything else here at the end of the show. But let's finish it off with a little bit of fantasy talk. Yeah. Um, We were talking about it during the game. Uh, I actually won my fantasy matchup. 136 to, let me get it here. 128. 128. And really, I had three guys going. I had Harris, I had Fryermuth, and I had Pittman. Pittman almost got me 20 points. Harris got me basically 11, and Fryermuth got me 7. So, <laughs> and that was because that was that I was down. Uh, I had a hundred points heading into this matchup. So I, they got, they got exactly what I needed and I'm just glad that they won my biggest um, contributor or the, the guy who scored the most points for me, Josh Allen. And that was because that Justin Fields was not in the game. I also had Brian Robinson with 20 points on the bench, but biggest, biggest contributors this week for me were Josh Allen with 29, almost 30 points uh nick chubb with 20 points luckily he got that touchdown there at the end to really get me uh closer stefan Diggs, eight receptions 77 yards and a touchdown and of course michael payman jr seven receptions 61 yards and a touchdown mm-hmm. kyle how'd you do uh i didn't do, really quick would you have yeah. played fields if he was healthy no you were gonna you were always gonna go with josh allen yeah and and also he was playing the thursday game so I was kind of like there, they haven't put a status on field, so I'm not going to risk it or try to get a quarterback at, you know, very last second. Oh yeah. It's going to be. And even if he did play, I knew that they weren't going to risk running him. Um, But also they weren't going to risk passing it because that defense for the, I just knew fields wasn't going to play. And even if he was going to play, he was going to be nowhere near how he's been the last month, month and a half. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I did pretty good. I got 128 points. I lost because Josh Jacobs, uh, the Went guy off. was playing. He had 48 points. Um, <laughs> that sucks. But, but uh, you know, I can't be too mad about it. I made a couple last-second decisions that ended up being the right decisions. I haven't mm-hmm. gone with Ezekiel Elliott in the last couple of weeks. He's not a bad option. I just I have Ramondre Stevenson and. Alvin Kamara and Kenneth Walker. Oh yeah. So it's like, okay, well I'm not going to bench any of those guys for Zeke, but I've got this feeling Alvin Kamara going against the number one rushing defense. And, and then I saw he had the flu on Wednesday and missed practice. I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Let me go with Zeke. Uh, Maybe he'll jump into that big red bucket. Yeah. And and he always wants to be fed on Thanksgiving. I just had a feeling and he had 92 yards. I love that. Yeah, he, he had 92 yards and a touchdown. Derek Carr, um, 
20 points. Reminder, Stevenson got me 20 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, CD Lamb got me 17.7. Kenneth Walker got 17. And Devontae Adams had a pretty quiet game with only 14.4, but that's still serviceable. And uh, DJ Moore had 20 points on my bench. But overall, everybody's yeah. contributing. There was no like one player that went ballistic, but every player really contributed, even my tight end. I picked up Gerald Everett because um, I lost. Not bad. Uh, yeah, I lost my number. He was the number two tight end um, mm-hmm. out of Arizona. Oh, Nick, um, Nick Foles or not Nick Foles? Uh, not Nick Foles. He's K- a longtime K- Philadelphia. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Yeah. Yep. He uh, had season-ending surgery, and obviously Gerald Everett's a solid pickup. Whoever dropped him is. High on pot news. I don't know how that happened, but uh, high on pot news. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I and I was gonna say, like, even if you put DJ Moore in for Adams, it's only six points that he would have gotten one. You lost by 40 points. There's no there was no one <laughs> yeah. to help you there, even on your bench, even with that 2020. Uh uh, was that 2020? Oh, I lost uh, by 40. Yeah, yeah. There's no you were screwed. <laughs> totally. Actually, it was only 30. Four, right but uh, yeah yeah whatever potato potato <laughs> but i do need to win out to to probably make the postseason so it makes the last yeah. three games really interesting and so do you the only yep. difference is i'm allowed to set my own roster and you have to have <laughs> your wife set yours what a terrible dis- deal i made oh my god you i'm didn't just tell realizing her. i'm literally just realizing this <laughs> you didn't tell her that you have to play the roster so oh, God. she could set the roster and then you could change it. She technically I, still set your roster. I think the only way I can get out of this <laughs> is to set up a kidnapping of my wife just for this week. She'll be returned <laughs> safely the next week. No, create a create a new <laughs> fantasy league. Yeah. <laughs> be like, she'd be like, Dude, this oh, is the guys you play against. So it'll be a oh bunch of God. people that didn't name their fantasy league. So <laughs> Kyle's great that- team. <laughs> so if anybody wants to uh you know get paid 100 bucks to kidnap my wife for a week for a week that's it up just up until thursday night just up until <laughs> thursday night um <laughs> let me know but a bunch of creeps are out there i'm just kidding this is i'm not trying to do that love my wife <laughs> she's gonna pick an awesome hopefully awesome <laughs> lineup we'll see um you better All make right. sure your bench is <laughs> solid. I'll, that's what I, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like I, I can't even put Justin Fields. Like I have to drop Justin. I think at this point, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so she's not like, hey, let me put him in. No, don't put him in. Um, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Um, I'll probably make some content out of that. That should be funny. Yeah, that'll be a good time. Definitely yeah. record, screen oh, record it. Absolutely, that's gonna be funny. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, you got anything else on fantasy talk before we get out of here, Kyle? Nope, that's all I got. I'm super excited to go over our games next week. My game oh, yeah. of the week is going to be the Dolphins going into San Francisco. So stay tuned for our Wednesday show to go over all those games. Wow, you could have teased that. You could have teased that. You could have been like, my that game was, of the week That is... was the tease. And boom. And you, we, go, we, go, we go to break. <laughs> no, no one likes those. They always I get know. mad. They're like, dude, I hate when That's TV true. does that. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, well, from us here at Only Football, uh, go, uh, go follow us. Kyle, where can they follow you on Twitter? I'll let them uh, know what you do. 
Yeah, you can follow me at FTBL Only Podcast on Twitter. See a bunch of Broncos Country Let's Cry <laughs> tweets. Uh, <laughs> what about you? And you can follow me at and now Rick on Twitter. You could also follow all of us at Star Six Media on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, and Facebook. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe on Twitch. Hit that subscribe button. You're watching on Facebook. Hit that like become a fan not anymore i don't think facebook does that anymore <laughs> but also check out our other shows earlier we were uh we were going live for big league chicago check out eafp with eric going over all the world cup coverage for you guys obviously only football jca sports on wednesdays uh sports strip live for all your violent sports like mma and wrestling and boxing three up three down for your baseball fix and then slot shot our newest podcast for your hockey NHL fix, go check it. Go take a listen to all those. Go check them out. Like us on all our, uh, our social medias and yeah, Kyle. Yeah. Always and, a pleasure. My guy. And Rick, let us know where we can catch our NASCAR. Our NASCAR. Uh, yeah. I'm going to hit the outro. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Also, our, also our darts podcast is actually coming up. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease the NASCAR every time you list and off all the sports. You, you said drag racing last time. That was so funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, man. I'll see you. All right. See you.